What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is number four, PTT's Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. We got uh, Matt here and DS Trucks uh, here with us tonight. And we're going to have some things we're going to talk about, some things we're going to reflect on from uh, some comments we've had uh, with some of uh, my past videos and uh, something we talked about in uh, last week's uh, Friday video or the previous week's Friday video uh, regarding uh, fuel water draining. And I got a lot of, a lot, a lot of comments uh, talking about that and the importance of it. And uh, how long do you do it? Do you have to cycle the key? And guys, explain to me their scenario on what they do. So I want to talk about a little more further in depth because I feel, uh, you know, a lot of people reached out to me and, and Matt has a story he wants to talk about uh, with uh, a similar video that I did regarding the 6.0 air leak test. And he had a real great scenario that he wanted to share just to uh, provide some more education to people of a potential, you know, that you may see, uh, you know, with your truck. So, but it looks like we got DS pulling up to possibly a a uh, a plowing location here with his 450. Looks like he's in a little narrow alleyway. What what what, what do you got over there, bud? Well, this is just one of my sites that I just picked up. I think like last week, and it's cool because it's super easy and it's super small. Like it's just this little tiny nugget of a lot. I mean, straight up for for what it is, it's like six parking spots. And I just gotta scrape this out. Got these uh, back two back parking lots. Look at them Put quad snow. beams. Damn. I don't know if it's me or what or whatnot. Oh, kind of losing you a little bit there. Can you see it? Yeah. Just this tiny little, small, small little lot that I gotta hit. Got a nice little deal on it. Have you gotten anything done to your truck for preparation for snow other than us doing that uh, that salt dog uh, wiring install? Uh, so this truck is going to be a little bit behind the other trucks. The other truck is ready, but I haven't uh, done anything else aside from what we've done. But I really want to make sure it's ready before I, I do, before I get out there. Um, thinking I want to do some lights. Because the because the windows are tinted, it's a little bit harder to see. So I want to do some kind of a lighting, but I don't need this truck. I have you know the truck, the one truck's enough, but I, but this is just gonna make everything easier. And be honest, it's such a nice truck. I'm probably just gonna shoot a couple videos with it, plow whatever, and maybe next year I'll go kind of hard with it. But right now I just want to take it easy, and I don't want it to be all banged up Word. next year. Word. I definitely want to experience what it can do, though. Word. All of it. Word. What, um, what, uh, are you still going to get a plow for the front of it? Are you just going to? So I've, I've spent so much money this year that I don't want to go crazy and get the plow that I want. What I really want is like a, uh, maybe try a V plow you know, stainless steel yeah, and all that, but they cost like 11 grand. Damn, Daniel. So what I'm going to do is put the stainless steel plow that I have already on this truck and I'm going to get a cheaper one that I found on Facebook 
and I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it. I got to go look at it, but I found a straight blade for like 2,500 bucks. It's clean. It's in new condition. It's been used a few times. And for whatever reason, a guy wants to sell it. I'll try to put that on the other truck and have two plows. It's still an eight foot blade. It's still a commercial plow and everything, but it's just not a fancy, you know, designer top of the line plow. So Speaking of assault truck and, and, and plow, um, my brother-in-law has his own, um, um, landscaping company and has a 9973. It's kind of hit, but it has a salt, uh, dump, uh, what, what would it be like an insert, I guess for, you know, a dump, um, plow and it's pretty much tailgate ready spreader. to work. Yeah. No, not tailgate spreader. It's like an insert in the, in the bed that, you know, it's got hydraulics and can, um, I don't know if he's got a spreader. Well, I guess he does have a spreader. But anyway, he's he's getting. Well, no, it's just and... like a, if, if this is like your tailgate right yeah. here. It just there's a little channel right here. Yeah, I couldn't right? remember if he's got that on there or not. I and then you got you the spinner to. underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that sucks about those is once you're getting low on salt, you have to start tilting your bed back. If anybody's looking for a truck that they're starting off with, or just need to get another truck in their fleet. Um, my email is going to be in the description. Reach out to me, and I'll forward you his info, and you guys can maybe get uh, get on with a seven three. So, but that brings you know uh, us to a good topic that I wanted to talk about because you know being in the cold, the cold weather's uh, states, and having to add additives and having to Ooh. worry about water and Ooh. and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when we were in the video for doing the fuel filter uh, replacement on that 2020, you know, I had mentioned draining your fuel water separator every month. And I think, I think that once you get all of that food out of your hair, pass them over to me. Um, what? what? Um, you know, when we were looking at the bottom of that bowl, you know, the distance from the top of that sensor to the top of that water level, like how much water is too much until that, until that light comes on, you know, how much water is in there that is going to cause a problem. So if you're thinking that you're going to wait until your water and fuel light comes on, I would highly, highly recommend that you do not do that. Um, that's probably got to be the worst thing uh, to happen. Uh, it's there for a reason, obviously, to let you know. But uh, just like with any other vehicle, you know, preventative maintenance and, and your pre-trips that people, uh, a lot of people do not do, um, you know, it's something that needs to be implemented because of the crucial, uh, I don't want to say, what, what's the word I want to say for fuel? Like it is doing such a big job, not only we're using it for power, but it's lubricating and, and, and uh, all this other stuff and, and cleaning the inside of our injector. Um, you know, it's, why wouldn't you want to, to, to implement that into your, your schedule of, of owning your diesel truck and, and adding a fuel additive. I got right behind me on the shelf. I got a half a case of Motorcraft Cetane booster 
and I have a case of the anti-gel and I actually split it with DS trucks um, because he was very interested in getting some and I was out myself. So, um, yeah, that was a big question that I got uh, was, you know, are you, are you adding additives? You know, people are, you know, they're running hot shots. Uh, they're running uh, power service at white bottle. Um, do you use one in your six? Diesel nine one one. Or do you, yeah, no. that's another one. Diesel nine one one. No, I mean ever since I've been working at the the dealership, now I just go with the the Cetane booster and the yeah, fuel me additive. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't Let see me... any reason to run anything else. And I mean, Ford or whoever makes it for them, they trust. So I trust them on that. On that, but a big thing to remember when you're putting that additive into your tank is make sure that little, you know, the little wafer. Here, do you have one open? Open one up. Open one up for me. Oh, I am I don't not remember opening Ford one up. Little... No, will you just pull the cap off? Oh, the cap, yeah. Because those have the foil. Yeah, those yeah. have the foil seal, right? Yeah. So the thing you guys have to be careful with is a lot of the aftermarket ones. See that little cardboard cap in there? If you're not paying attention, and let's say you use half a bottle and you get all the the fuel additive or whatever, it gets stuck on the cap and you're not paying attention. It gets stuck on the lid of your bottle and you go to dump that in your tank. Well, eventually you might have a, you might have a drivability concern with either a lack of power, kind of a hiccup or maybe a no start because it is not unheard of to see those little caps get stuck in the, uh, the pickup in your fuel tank. These are the two wow. I use. These are the two that I got for DS trucks. These are the two that that he and I both use, and I would obviously recommend everybody else get uh, the part number for both of those are right there next to the barcode. Um, it is something I use um, every tank. Uh, the bottle does say it treats up to 125 gallons, but my rule of thumb that, that I tell uh, everybody who uses it and what I recommend is... This is usually the halfway bottle point, and this is where I, I pour it to. So it's just glug, 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 keep the cap on. I do not store this in my truck because before I get fuel, I'm going to be here or at work. So um, there's no need for me to keep this in my truck. It stinks. Don't spill it on anything. It's uh, no. putrid. Um, you know what stinks worse than that? What? And you're going to agree with me. Friction modifier. That smells like armpit i'd rather smell armpit than friction modifier oh my let's keep these props out bad yeah those are good props motocraft's got good stuff and and fuel fuel quality in trucks nowadays can't be stressed enough no absolutely not i'd really i'd like to get someone if we can get someone from like exergy on here that would be really cool so exergy if you guys ever happen to watch this i know you guys are a local company I like. Um, uh, I'd like uh, to get their input on on fuel quality and everything, ooh, especially with how chill. much people how much people blame the CP4 for being such a junk thing. Gosh, I, you know what? We have lift pumps on our trucks, and we don't see that failure really. And if we do, I can drop the tank, and there's either water or death in it, or some. It was biodiesel, and it had some mm-hmm. sort of organic growth concern. Mm-hmm. So don't buy into the CP4 is junk charade because i I mean uh, out out of uh, i've been in the game for a minute and uh, i grew up on doing warranty repairs on seven threes so it's been a minute so i've been 
in the front, the first, the first roll of, of, of six sevens. And when I think back to 11 to current model year, I think I would say, I'm going to give the internet a benefit of the doubt. I've probably replaced three. I might be lying, maybe two, but as like I said, the internet, I give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe three high pressure pumps that did not have um, fuel contamination, water, death. Um, it was just, it happened. So, um, you know, people give it such a bad rap and it's, it's almost something's 100% causing it. So I can't use those three failures as that's exactly what happened. The 99.5% of all the other ones that I've dealt with have all been like Matt said, it's got DEF or it's got water or it's got some sort of nasty biodiesel. The dude's cooking up in his backyard. Um, don't put it so in a truck. Out of the two that you had, two or three that you've had, is it possible that somebody did something and then maybe covered it up a little bit? No, because I mean we have to take a, the, we have to take a fuel sample. Um, we're dropping the tank. We're inspecting, like Matt was saying. I mean, you're going to know right then and there when you take that fuel center out what it's going to look like, what fuels in there. We have job aids um, that we go through that that we can compare and contrast what you know water is going to look like on a HFCM when we take it apart. Um, yeah, as as sneaky media. as I'm not trying to like you know throw shade at people or anything but as much as you guys like think you're sneaky you're really not we know i i mean i we work on these things every single day if like we think something's up we'll know yeah it's the same when people say well i didn't tune it well i can just hook up my ids and see how many key cycles have been since their last reflash and if i check in history um if it's a vehicle that comes to us a lot i can just you know reference that against prior work orders and be like, Oh, have we reprogrammed it? Okay. We have blah, blah, but I'd rather have, and you know, this is a good thing to say, either put a do not flash cap on your OBD port. Or if we ask you, if you have it programmed, just let me know. Cause the last thing I want to do is have your truck stuck at my work. Well, yeah, I don't want to have your truck stuck. Uh, I don't want it to be a hoist ornament because you know, I just bricked your PCM. But just let me know. Like, let us know. Don't lie about it. We're not going to... I could care less. I mean, I th I'm pretty sure if I look in the warranty manual, I have to definitively say that aftermarket, you know, tuning caused the problem. Um, mm. It's not like it's going to... I You know, I'm not even going to try to speak out of context here because I don't know and who knows what kind of, you know, fallout I could have for that. But yeah. Moral of the story is if your truck's tuned, just tell us because I don't want to lock you out. I really don't want to do that. And then you have to call it, your tuner and have them unlock it for you. And But it also, like, I know what you're about to say too, Aaron. It helps a lot if I know you have a tune on it. So I'm not doing something like chasing my tail because the truck thinks something like, you know, a wastegate is there when it's not. Just because be I straight got, up. Yeah, I got burned by that before. Just be straight up. Just be straight up. You ain't got to lie. Tuned. You ain't got to lie. Also, stop telling people that your six liters are studded when they're not. <laughs> oh, 
That's rude. How rude? No, I mean, we've, dude, it's been like six liter kingdom for us lately. Yeah. We got so a I six liter next week. One of the guys, he just finished up doing a 6.0 on a excursion. Did like That's a, what I got too. That's so funny. He did a reseal on it and it had been at a aftermarket shop that kept putting, I think they put a turbo on it or something, but it had a dead cylinder because the guy was complaining it wasn't making any boost. And it's like, well, it's probably not really going to on seven cylinders, not on a uh, six liter. Yeah. But we had that one and then we've got another one and that is like a clean 07. I think the guy got it from Texas. Word. Um, but he wants he wants the guys to go through it. So he's pulling that one out and then. I've got I've got my uh, six seven that decided to launch a rod through the oil pan. Which, yikes! Anyone that's had one of those apart knows that's kind of a task for it to do that. Wow! Because you've got that big old windage tray; it's got to send it through. And I I showed it to you; it put a window in the block mm-hmm. too. <laughs> Just it was like hello. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I have. Um... I have had a couple of those. I actually had a brand, well, not me per se, but my coworker. Um, it was a brand new long block. And you know how they, they come sitting, you know, the back of the blocks got those wood arms. Right. It's got back corners. Like yeah, it's got the little them. blue plates on them. Yeah. yeah. So it's sitting on it, but like the front, I don't know if somebody hit it with a forklift, but the one short arm in the front was. <laughs> Bottom of the oil pan look just like yours. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're not really as thick as I thought they were, but they don't no. need to be. It's not like, you know, a six liter or a six four where it needs to have that rigidity. Yeah, it's not like the bed plates holding anything in there, but no, Hold they're on. strong engines with kind of hitting a fluke. All right, that's a good. Uh, we can pause. Uh, I'll just cut this right out. Uh, you said fluke right at the end. Eight minutes. It's gonna end, and then I'll just start a new one, and we'll pick right back up where we left off, and I'll keep track. So it's like you know, it's gonna, we, it's we'd gonna be talking for an hour. Again. Yeah, because we'd be talking. It says one to one. There's no limit, but if you have three, yeah. uh, it gets you to forty minutes. Yeah, because oh. someone took forever to answer their uh, Zoom call. <laughs> Oh shit! So I'll just let you know. So, all right. What else can we talk about? But, um, I there for a minute. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something good. Um, I think you know when you're talking about uh, synergy or X energy or whatever. Um, Xergy. Xergy. What am I talking about? Um, that made me remember SPE. I, I was looking at their website and. Oh no! Well, I'm gonna shout those guys out super hard. For real. And I've reached out to him a bunch of times and I want to talk to their marketing team because I think the products they have for not only the hot side charge tubes and the um, uh, um, the, the charge pipes, I just lost my train of thought, not the CCV, uh, but the water drain. It's got some, they have some billet... Um, aluminum oh the cap. water no it's not a cat but it's a the 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 water drain you actually take the plastic one out of the housing i don't know how exactly you That'd take be it cool. all the way out you're talking about for the fuel this system. is yeah such a topic right now and i'm so gonna so talk this about company this. when you when you were talking about this company 
reason I'm thinking about the cold air intake company, but it's a different company. What do you mean? Uh, is that the guys? Who, no. What am I, I know, thinking about? I know who you're talking about. They do the mandrel aluminum intakes. Oh, you mean these people? Yeah. I've, these are the guys I, I know, where I know, but, uh, but look at the color, though. The, Dude, it's it's the blue color. You I know. Buy yeah. the exact I know. Thing. I love the blue, though. So, it what's the deal so with this, this hot side? What's the, deal, what's the deal with this hot you side? You find charge replicas. Pipe. It's gonna, like, pop off or something? No, it's not going to pop off. It's just <laughs> they no, got. It's, it's just going to get oil soaked and split. Yeah. I mean, it's just an upgrade. Dude, what the f- fuck were they thinking? I don't know. Those get made down the road from us too. Are they really? Which ones? The ones on the uh, first and second gens, or the ones on the third gens? Mm, I've only replaced the ones like I've replaced a few pickup trucks, but mostly they have all been cab chassis. What about the seventeens through twenties now? Mm, What about that hot side? Just one. No, because now that they're starting to get miles on them, dude, we're having them come in like left and right. I'm waiting Leaking for a recall or to happen. Blowing, both. Really? Because you know how it's just rubber with like a it, it, dude. The webbing inside of it looks like carpet backing. It's a fucking really? joke. It's a joke. Wow. So right underneath where you know you're looking at the engine and there's the overflow hose for the degas. Yeah right where it contacts it we don't know if they're starting to rub a hole because it looks like it's coming apart internally so it has to be with airflow and how heat and oil is getting dissipated or flown through there but right where the tube steps up like right here you know if you look Hmm. right here you'll see them starting to crack interesting so we've had probably in the last month i've done six of them and they're all it's only bumper to bumper Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not covered under powertrain, which I asked for it. I'm like, how is this not covered under powertrain warranty? It wasn't covered under diesel warranty either? No, it's not covered under powertrain. It's not covered under transmission. It's bumper to bumper. No kidding. Wow. Wow. I'll have to watch out for that. I didn't know. Yeah. But they're splitting right there, and then it'll throw the P00B or DB code, Mm -hmm. and then it'll show... That intake air temp or something? How they make uh, no, that not, not no, powertrain? Uh, it's it's a lean fuel condition. It's fuel. You can't really drive like that, can you? So how's it not powertrain? It's kind of. No, that's yeah. what I. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is why is it not? Is it because it's a rubber hose or why? Well, they... just just like they had extended coverage for the the 17 M04, for the the program for that 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 uh, 16 Charlie 640. I'm sure if there's going to be a repeated failure Dude, that like program did. that program's hilarious which they're still back ordered so i'm what, still the, waiting for one. the ccv one no uh no what is it what's the the cac is this yeah that's the the ccv what's the the cac duck yeah, 18m01 18m18m03 is the def heater right no it's 18m05 is the one that you're thinking of i think is that what the or cat the is? I don't know, but whatever. The they had one. They had one yeah, of them. I don't know. They had that for eleven through sixteen. 
well, I'm sure, like I, you know, we're saying if they had one for yeah. there and they got repeated failures like this, I'm sure they're going to come out with some sort of bulletin. No, it just blows repeated. my mind that that shit isn't covered. Yeah, that's no, weird. I mean, they cover four-wheel drive components under powertrain. It's kind of like... Oh, what am I talking about? I got this right So, here. with 17 MO4, have you noticed that it just shuts off that sensor? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it just completely ignores it now. Yeah. Um, because there was a guy that I work with that was doing those and he'd put the collar on, he'd clear the code and go drive it. It would throw the code again. So he's like, Oh, the sensor's broken. I need to put a whole assembly on it. And I was like, no flash it first, then do it and then go drive it. It's not going to set it again. Cause all they're doing is turning that off. Because they don't really care about airflow. Uh, all that sensor is there is to tell them if it's, you know, if it popped off or not. Because mm. if you look at that, I mean, yeah, you've probably looked at that sensor. It doesn't go to anything. No, I mean, it, it's. I don't even know what it measures. How long until the thing cuts off? The zoom. Um, I think uh, it was uh, two minutes. Yeah. Oh. No, once I get a workstation, this will make life a lot easier because then I can look up recalls and everything. I know that's what I was just doing. Um, I'll end it here and I'll send you guys some some stuff and we'll we'll pick back up with recalls. Okay. And that eighteen mo three was the charge air cooler when I found it. Um, and like we were talking about the eighteen mo one, that was for the DEF heater sender, and then. That good recall 18 mo3 egr extended coverage which i made a video and i showed you guys uh how to pretty much do all those uh extended coverage well if you didn't have extended coverage and you needed to replace that component so um i know we've had a lot of parts that were back orders especially those what did matt call them scorpion tubes scorpion um, tube um that's just what the parts book calls it on like a, on a parts request or on a quote. It says scorpion tube assembly. Assy. Yeah. A scorpion tube. Assy. I love it when it calls assemblies. Assies. Assies. A-S-S-Y. I think, I think something that we should talk about um, that is, is important not only to the 11 through 16 guys, but I don't really get this problem on 17s, Ooh. is updating your EGR cooler guts to the 17 to, well, I guess pretty much current model year, because I guess the EGR, my EGR, car, my EGR cooler, I think is somewhat the same size comparing to the previous ones uh that you would use that guts uh to i guess stay away from getting a p0401 because when you compare and cast i'll put a link i'm gonna write that down because i'll put a link in the description for this video um i did a video showing how to do a repair for the p0401 but i had two coolers one was a 17 through 19 and one was the one mm -hmm. that came out of this truck and you could see the difference in the holes 
in the cooler, which obviously gets restricted from all that coking. So um, have you ever done have you ever done one of those, Matt? You ever put updated guts in it? Uh, no. No. No, but once you brought that up to me and I looked at it, I was like, wow, they um they were thinking with that one. Not too not too shabby. You can use the same gasket kit, same same nine paul four fifty five kit. But the the guts are, are physically are physically different. I mean, I guess your other option is don't idle your truck so much. And if you do, just kick the idle up. I have been doing so many high idle installs. Uh, my boy, Bear, Keg, Keg Man Nate, um, dude from North Carolina. Uh, Heath, thanks for coming up and checking out uh, the shop. I'm going to hook up DS Trucks. Got to get him here. Track. Um I got a couple other dudes. I did a dude at work. Uh, he's got just drove to Kentucky to get a 17 um, with 37,000 miles on it, I think. So he wanted that on him. It's a little different setup, but pretty much the same. DS Trucks got to get you hooked up, bruh. Yeah, man, I got to get it. Now that uh, Matt mentioned, you know, idling a lot, not using high mm-hmm. idle. Uh, it's it's not we were talking about it on lunch you know last week or this week it's not so much what is the truck doing it's just we're we're using the truck i'm sorry we're using the high idle to i'm not to i don't want to say to be more efficient but we got a cold truck you start it up we're going to put it in high idle you remote start it it'll go in high idle. I'm not going to allow, if it's going to go into high idle by itself, it has to sit untouched. For how long, Matt? No brake input, no gas input, no accelerator input. Uh, What's it like? Two minutes? Something. I don't know. I'm very... I just had this conversation. It has to, I think, I don't remember if it's ambient air temp or IAT has to be below 50 degrees, no inputs from throttle or brake for yeah. two minutes. I'm has very to be off curious. Aux switch one, boom, 1200 RPM. Hands down. Have you set them up I'm before where you curious. can adjust the idle off cruise control? Uh, No. I know Cummins can do that. That would be dope. Huh. What, are, what are you curious for, mister? I'm very curious to what the difference between high idle from a switch or the high idle that the computer does when it's cold outside. So like no. you're idling right now at the light and you're at like, I don't know, 620, 650 RPM. Cold idle by itself, cold idle kicker that the PCM is going to initiate. Is going to be like 950, like 975, maybe 1,000, maybe. Just up off idle. Or a 20K ohm resistor. I'll put a link to that video. Is going they to changed put... it. What? I think they changed it. That's Again. what I got in mind. For who? Oh. Okay, so they, yeah. I- Never mind. Never mind. Um, uh, your different resistor size. They even have. Um, well, I didn't have it available when I was doing mine, 
but I had the resistor already because I had done one previously. But anyway, uh, the tow trucks that come in, they actually have a little dial that has a little potentiometer to get your little, you know, uh, say, uh, just, pocket screwdriver. Just do that. I've seen yeah. the dial available yeah. that you can buy. What do you want like to you, you can mount it on like, on, you know, companies make dials or you can adjust the idle. If you want to do that, you know, for your PTO, because you need, you know, a different uh, operation of your, your, your output pump speed or whatever you're working. Um, but for us, I think a fixed set 1200 RPM aux one hit the parking brake not ratcheting it down just enough to turn that light on just enough to get that brake uh e-brake input to the pcm i think um is a very good add-on a very uh, easy mod uh, anybody can do it i just talked to a gentleman uh locally today on instagram uh that was doing it to his and, and, and uh, he must have just had a, a pin uh backwards but uh we wound up getting it working for him and is liking uh his install so it's definitely uh, something you can do with a 7.3 something a 6.0 uh you can add a switch but if you already have the aux switches it makes it a hell of a lot better and Thank you, Ford, for adding those paths through wires so that uh, we don't got guys jamming coat hangers through uh, their (laughs) their firewall rubber grommets. Oh, my God. Do you know how much it pisses me off when I see people and it's always an upfitter? Hey, look, there he is. I know. I just jammed it through. They know it's like. Here you are on the driver's side of the engine bay. And here is this upfitter relay box. And everything's there labeled nice and pretty. And what do you do? You jam the fucking wire through the grommet. And then you run it all the way over to the pigtail at the customer access by the BCM at the other side. Why? It's literally. What like- are those? It's right there, and then for when I inevitably, at whatever point in my life, have to pull the dash out, now I have to deal with your stupid wire, because you couldn't just go with the one right there. Also, bodybuilders, if you're watching, which I know you're probably not, please make bulkhead connectors to isolate it from the cab and the body, or the cab and the frame. KTP plant. I don't like surprises when I'm pulling a cab off a truck. KTP plant, where you at? I know there's a manager. I know this COVID's going on, but there's got to be a shop leader, group leader, line manager. We need to get PT. I'll jump on a plane right now. Let's get PTT up in that plant. I want to see what them say. I've been down to the Rouge plant. I've seen where my man DS works. They're down there building the hell out of these number one selling F-150s. Super duty, I want it. I want to see that plant. I know somebody's yes, out there is going to watch. Would, that would KTP. be that would be a cool plant. KTP, that, where you at? That would be a really cool plant because they do so much. I like they the do, expo. I like that gator. So much. But the super duty is where it's at, man. I want to see the heart I'm and the soul where they come together. I'm lost. What are you talking about? The Kentucky Jet Plant. Uh, oh. I want to go. Want to go? No, I'd, I'd be down to see that too. Take yeah, us. That'd be, that'd be cool. We have the inside man already, DS. So we're like a third of the way there. How about we get a trio trip? We'll social distance and mask it up. 
Let's get the three of us. Take the three of us to KTP. Does and, Kentucky uh, even care about that? Do, they probably have a uh, scanning station where everybody who enters a plant has to be scanned. Well, no, I know. I'm sure Ford is doing their part, but I'm just wondering if, like, Kentucky is a state. There's enough bourbon down there that it just kills it, right? No, I think it is. I think it probably would be a state that's got to do this stuff because, I mean, I think every state's doing stuff right now, I think, right? Dude, they about to shut us down. I would imagine that plant scanning. Yeah, I'm not saying, but I heard from a little bird Christmas time. For real? Mm-mm, we're going to have to cut that out. Otherwise, we're going to have like the FBI at my door. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of stuff here. It's, uh, it's, just, a, about COVID. it's just a fact of life. It's something we have to work around. It's, it's something that makes us feel uncomfortable. And you know what we have to do? We have to adapt. We have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's just a fact of life and it also plays into uh you know a a role uh that i have to deal with every day at work and 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 not so much now in my career but being um uh before you know growing up and maturing you know it would be something that um you know, jobs would make you feel uncomfortable. You'd be pissed. You wouldn't, you know, you're doing this for the first time and you got this anxiety and this, you know, what if, what if, would it just let it go? It's, you have to just be uncomfortable and then learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's, you just get used to it and you just changes your mindset. It's, it's something that as an owner of a diesel truck, you may not, here's DS. He's never had a diesel in his life. He's spending all this coin on this truck, never has worked on a diesel. So he may have, you know, anxiety <laughs> about owning it and, and maintaining it, but you know, he's being optimistic and he's not letting him it. Oh, uh, oh. bothering, oh. not depressed about it, and he's here tonight. We're educating. We're, we're here. We're talking about you know our, our trucks. And, DS, and what, what was your biggest anxiety with a diesel? Oh my god! Hold on, before you even answer oh. that, no, 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 no. I want, I want, no. Hold on, hold on. I want him to answer it first, and then <laughs> I want you to follow up on I, it. Honestly, though, uh, um, it was the glow it, plugs, wasn't it? No, it no, was all the no. texts on the way to the dealership to pick it up. Oh my God, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Oh my God. It wasn't, it wasn't so much It wasn't so much the diesel engine, but it's a 450. It's a big, it's a big it's investment. A, it's a big truck. Yeah, it's an $81,000 truck. But it's a bad For it I is. mean, I it's a bad still mama. don't get it, but it's a bad, dude, it's a status thing. It's, it's a, a bad bitch. It is. I'm telling, it's I'm like talking about. Wait till you see. Dude, it's video. like I don't. I don't understand why people buy platinums. Honestly, platinum pickups, they ride just like the XL trucks. They know, don't ride they any better. Bad man. Yeah, they're bad. Got stainless steel trim and real wood everywhere. And the right. I don't like you the see massaging this? seats. I hate. I hate how those seats feel. Have you seen no cap? Suede you don't like. Headliners? You don't like platinum seats. Oh man! No, I don't like them. I'd like you some platy like seats. seats. Okay. Are you kidding me? Sure. Platy seats, man. No, Hell everyone yeah. likes. Are you kidding me? I want that platty steering wheel. Seat. I was just thinking about that today. <laughs> if I could get a heated steering wheel, no. What is it going to okay. take hold for on, me to get? On. Turn hold that on. Hold on. It's not. It's Dude, not that I'm big. That down. Sean, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I'm writing it down. <laughs> I've had heated steering wheel. I wouldn't go out my way. I want it. Okay, hey Rod, at your store, do you guys use steering wheel covers when a vehicle co- like a vehicle comes in? Um, 
In mine, no. The service department, I think. Okay, so our whole dealership, I right? Think they get they get seat covers, they get wiped down first. You know, they get the floor mats put in, and then they put a steering wheel cover on them. And I I still object to wear gloves when I get in a customer's vehicle. Um, with COVID going on and, you know, when I test driving them, I have my mask on and I have my gloves on and the steering wheel cover. Well, that becomes a problem with a heated steering wheel. Cause you know what it does? What? It, it melts to it. No way. Like, I guess dude, I it, never thought about that. No, it heat shrinks itself to the steering wheel. <laughs> That's too funny. And they also it. suck if someone's got like a wood steering wheel and you got I'll have to check that cover out. on it. You go to turn the wheel and you're gripping it as hard as you can and the wheel just keeps slipping through your hands. He's gripping the grain. Have you seen an F600 yet? No, still have not. All right. Well, I might have to have you come out. I have not. We can do a video on it. Don't even get me started. Next thing you know, I'm going to want an F600. Oh. I don't have the diesels in them, but what I can tell you is we're still on a 19.5 but it is the bigger 19.5. So it's no longer a, what is it? 225, 70, mm-hmm. 19 and a half. It's now a 235. Dang. I mean, how much, big, how much bigger is that? That's like a half Dude, an inch or something. It's a noticeable difference. And then they also gusseted the frame, or I don't want to say gusseted. They like sandwiched the frame right behind the cab more. Okay. To support more load, they have a hell of a lot more leaves in the back. And okay, then just like the springs record. in the front. Dude, the trucks are like, it's even got a, you know, it's got a taller tire on it and the wheel gap between the fender. Holy shit. These trucks are uh, huge. No, I haven't seen one yet, man. I've been here every time. Um, every time I hear about them, it's actually from you. Um, yeah, you're we, like, there was that one I sent know. you and we just got... I think we have 17 in stock right now. Dang, for real? I mean, that's on top of the, I think, 250 commercial trucks, cabin chassis we have. That's pretty sweet, man. So, yeah, we do a lot of volume in the commercial truck sector. So I guess if anyone um, is looking for one, I I can probably send you to the right guys for that. Reach out to Matt. Not to take away from you. Not to take away from you. Oh no 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 no! Plug plug we, me we in. We actually don't really do a whole lot with just diesel like pickups. We really don't sell a lot of them. But I think a big product of that is the area that we're in. Roger that. Roger that. Roger that. I know that. Uh, I, I know you showed me a, a picture of the shop. It was pretty. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, our store is the size of a city block. How many column sets do you guys have? All right. So And are I, they all the same? Like are yes, they all the same yes. brands? So I made a TikTok on this. Made a TikTok on it. And <laughs> Let's see. You know what? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where we is have it? Two. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? No, so we have we have three. Really? Let me think about this. 
So we have <laughs> Sean's got that motion, that oh motion, God. that panoramic vision. Okay, <laughs> I, just, that was I just had to take a take a look at the moon. Yeah, look at this yeah, guy. So we have we have a twelve thousand. Well, I take that back. We have two twelve thousand pound two hoists. That's cool. two post hoists. One of them we don't really we don't really use. Then we have a fifteen k two post which gets used more and then we have three sets of mobile columns that are fourteen thousand in each corner so what does that put me at fifty six thousand pounds right are they all wireless or they they wired or yeah they're all no they're all wireless and then they're all on different the receivers the remotes are all on different frequencies but if we want oh, they to, got remotes yeah, I haven't shown you that. Get out of here. For real? Yeah, no, dude. Not only are the <sighs> columns wireless, it's a remote, so I can just walk around wherever I want. And then you, you can real? control you can control each column independently no if you want to. Shit. Or per axle. Oh. So we have you know, we have like these big twelve thousand pound jack stands. Yeah, we got so them. I can just got them. I can just drop a truck on jack stands if I want to and walk away and make a customer, you know, get a little do you have the adapter for Get a the little column? unsettled? So, like, I can do that to a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did that. Big too. old bucket truck. Do you? Can you? Do you have the adapter for the column arms that you can lift? You're the cap talking off? like that. No, you got that too. Come yeah, that's on, how I pull man. cabs off trucks. The only bad. Oh thing wait, about hold on, hold on. Pulling... Go back to that picture. Go back to that picture. You. That's the adapter for the cab, but it actually. Is that the no, back it's, of the it's truck? Meant, yeah, it's actually meant for lifting them from the front and rear bumpers. I thought it was only for removing the cabs. No, so like the real badass thing is, let's say you're doing like exhaust manifolds on like a V10 or something. Yeah. And you have to get in the wheel well. Well, you just put that on the front bumper up on the frame rails, you know, on uh-huh. either side. Yeah. And then those have like normal adjustable... Oh, you know what? Here, I got a video of me doing with a tr- with a transit. No the drive kidding. Call. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love the columns. They are a bear. Yeah, so it's just around. like it's just like that. And then you can go full on tripod, like tripod mode with it. So I've only got three columns hooked up right now, that and I'm just lifting nasty. it off the hitch. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, but we only have one set of those. But well, the thing is, I don't know if your hoist will let you do that because ours makes are rotary. Those? Ours rotary. are rotary. Okay, we have those are the only hoists we use in our whole our whole dealer. We have our first column set is a rotary. The other one, I think, are challengers. Yeah, you'd have to see if you can do it with challenger. Because uh, I know I with our rotaries we can, so I can go single, and then I can do it for up to. I'd have to look at the remote again. I think I can sync all the way up to eight of those things together. Wow. So like be you can a lift really a cool semi with them. That'd be a cool picture with the 450. Have this Brahma bull just lifted up floating on the ground. That yeah, would look gnarly. That would look gnarly. We can make it happen. That would look that would look nice. Nothing I like if, yeah, mobile I wonder if you can really... I wonder if you can get those at home. What do you mean? Can I, get them? I can roll them around. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you, can, you can have a, them in. You can have it in your garage. Yeah. Well, 
the you're going to poke holes door, in your ceiling because wheel lifts still lift off a hydraulic cylinder the same way, so the post still goes up in the air. So you have to have yeah. the, like the same height clearance. Yeah, you didn't get clearance, but you could wheel it outside and be like, yeah, I use these outside. Yeah, yeah lifted. It's basically like if you can move a pallet jack around, you can use one of those. That'd be. I mean, cool. ours don't jack up and down, but it's just three wheels and. I think I got move it around. And ours have fork pockets on them too. So like the really nice thing about having those mobile columns is um, we get a, a Roush propane yep. fueled um, vehicle in. And we have to do fuel pumps on it. You know yep. where we do the fuel pumps? Outside. Uh, yep. So what then do you, it doesn't what do you, stink. What do you do in the winter? You just get your hands really cold. Do you, you still go and lift it up or do you just do them on your back? No, we will go out and plow a spot out and do them outside. Wow. I'm looking for a picture that I had. Uh... Yeah, the only poopy thing about using those is once you lift the cab up, you can't roll the frame. <laughs> like, you can't roll the chassis out from under the cab because you have the, you know, the right. legs sticking that are blocking. But I think we might. We're going to see if we can't... Um, talk the higher the higher ups into letting us get like a gantry crane because that'd be really nice for working on school buses because those engines are not fun to pull with oh yeah that would be that would be really cool damn i gotta you want to hear you want to hear a funny story uh tell me So this has to do with your air leak video. And no, no I wasn't I wasn't currently present when this happened. This happened like months before I went to the truck shop, right? Um but one of the guys that had been doing diesel work with our one of our main diesel techs was going to do an air leak test and you know he pulled the uh, ICP sensor out and threaded the hose in and went and grabbed someone and uh other guy got in the cab and what does he do with that hose oh crank no, it he did. no he didn't no yeah, he didn't. and like split second no he didn't was able, split second lead diesel tech was able to be like yo stop don't do that no he didn't come on no seriously what he thought that's how you did an air leak test Oh no! What this did he do about... now? So he almost <laughs> got squirted. Dude's about to blow his eardrums out. He tried I, mean, to... I don't know if you really would, because without it, well, yeah, you probably would. You'd get some amount of pressure. I don't know how much you'd get. That'd be horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get squirted in the ear with high pressure oil. Hell no! Hell no! I think so, Sean, are you gonna are you gonna do the uh cab marker flasher module? Probably. Uh as of right now, as of right now I'm thinking no. Because uh I really wanna get like a light bar on top of some kind. I See, like that, and I like like a full I like bar? doing the LED the LED well, feel- mod with the cab lights instead because I think it's just so clean. It is clean, but is it is it how bright is that? Like you can how still b- take your 
you can still take your truck through the car wash. I can't take mine through a car wash. And the thing is, but you you get what I'm saying though. Like you can still, you don't have this light bar on top or, I mean, you could do the yeah. third brake light one where you remove the third bla- third brake light and you put a bracket that mounts to that and then put your, your whirly gigs off that. I think the idea of having the brighter lights in the back for backing up or even like for your... Um, your salt well, well well people yeah, just people people just don't come at, tint your windows no, at that point people come at me you know what i mean like when you're plowing people will come at you and they'll demand that you kind of move out of their way or whatever so you want something that's like a little bit what do you like, mean grabbing your way yeah like for example when i'm plowing on jefferson it's not a highway but people treat it kind of like a highway because they because it's like a main road that they take to work mm-hmm. and they don't care that you're plowing they want you to get out of the way they're coming at they're not waiting for you if you're you know what i mean but the, if you got a nice light i just say hit me at that point they will like they'll come they don't we know care who's gonna win they don't no, I mean, you're gonna lose i mean you're gonna be put out Somebody. of service <laughs> i mean you lose because what do they lose they're not gonna lose anything, but if you get put out of service, you lost you pretty done. bad. I mean, you're done. I always just someone hits you. Just they just me. miss what? What do they lose? A day of work? Come at me, bro. You'll lose. Come you at me, lose. bro. Someone hits you, you could lose a a chunk of your business if you don't show up that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't lose nothing. They just miss a day of work and be yeah, there the next yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But got- I want. No, I yeah, do the- think some. I do think some people go overboard with lights flashing yeah. lights on their plow trucks i just want to put a good uh beacon quality whatever. beacon that just it's it's bright it's since you know how bright is a oem light is that gonna be bright enough for plowing? i mean it just has to i mean flashing but do you have the um do you have the mirror lights that beam back i like mm-hmm. that idea those i wonder if you can put a module here on the mirror light set that you uh there's a button here those are you should be able to turn them on all the time like the alley lights yeah the alley lights mine you know a guy that i worked for on the gmc's that we had he had a duramax and then um, a little bit later we had gotten a a one ton and we ended up not even putting reverse lights on it we just used the uh the alley lights or the Hmm. rear the rear facing lights you can just push a button they turn right on what was cool is this light bar that i'm looking into it costs like 350 dollars, and it gives you like a lot more led power like brightness than you get it's all amber and it also has alley lights on it like Hmm. you can you can hit a button and it'll show you like it'll give you alley lights up, up top um you know that's cool but they got us you know, for eight more minutes. Those modules, though, those modules—they're so expensive. For yeah. three, four hundred dollars, I can get a—I can just get a light bar for now. Well, you only good. need one module to do your uh, to do your marker lights. It's like a hundred bucks. I think it's a good deal. I think it's a really good option because then you don't have to, you know. Is that enough to do all the like marker? Is that enough to? Like one module, like one module do, do the cab lights. One module have to do the mirror spotlights. 
if you want to do any light, you have to have a module. So if you're going to try to do the turn signals, you need a module. You want the fog lights, you need a module. You want the C-rings, you need a module. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm saying to do just the, the cab markers. If you already have LEDs, it's a great option. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's it, a very clean, I think it's a very clean option. Because uh, Limitless, so we had to cut the wires for mine. Limitless has now has a plug and play harness for the cab lights that you wire just like I I was going to ask you that if, you know, if he does, if he has a kit available yet, because I think that would make it even more attractive to people. Now, granted, I think, I don't know how much he charges for that harness. I think you're going to pay more, but it's done right. I don't think a lot of people with crew cab um, trucks, lariats in specific, are going to be wanting to drop their own headliners. But I think for a work truck, a lot of people would be more more intrigued to do I don't, it. I don't think that those marker lights will cast enough light for for me to really get the benefit of uh, of for plowing snow for being safe. Like you want to, I mean, that'll just. I think just a flashing light enough is to get attention. I like my lights. Yeah, but that that beacon on top's gonna cast like a serious amount of light. Like, no, I agree. But I think you, you could know. also do like you could do aftermarket LEDs that are brighter too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, if I had extra money to burn, yeah. But once you start getting those modules, you can get up to like five grand. I'm just not ready to do that. <clears throat> I'm not ready to spend five grand. He wants to make his check engine light do the dance too. There's so much stuff to buy. Like I can't, I can't buy everything I want to buy. Like if I want, if I wanted to buy every item, right? I, like I, I want, can lose. I want to buy a house, but I want to buy, I want to buy a truck, and then I'm like, I need another dirt bike. And I like all these nice snap-on tools, though, and. I want more RC cars. I can't even. Damn. I can't even get all the accessories for my truck that I want. You know, I, I have to draw a line somewhere, or else. Just so I got a waist safe hitch. I want hitch. a one wheel. I ordered a waist safe hitch and a floor liner set, and I swear that was like six hundred dollars or something. It seemed like I don't know. It was at least five. You know. Yeah, my waist safe hitch is just seeing how weird my truck squats. <laughs> Stuff stuff's expensive, man. It's, headache, uh, those uh, what are they called? Spider headache racks that we've been looking at on Instagram, eight hundred bucks. Uh, dude, I made my own, my own headache rack tonneau cover slash sled deck. I think for like a hundred bucks. You weld? I weld, bro. I nice. mean, I'm not enough to compete with like weld.com or any of like the you know YouTube welders or Instagram welders, but you can get it done. I can get it done. I can weld. And it's not like bubblegum bird shit welds either. Ooh, good analogy. Yeah. That's going to be probably it for this podcast. Uh, Everybody, tell us what you think about this in the comment section below. I'm going to put the links to everything we've talked about. Um, Tell me what you think about SPE, what Matt talked about with... um, We didn't even talk about SPE. That's another thing. Yeah, I guess we'll save it for next time. I mean, it's just... uh, 
you know, something I wanted to touch, I guess, maybe get the, the interest sparked because I want to have something to go off of for next time because there's something How, I'm, how's I'm, their, how's their pricing? Um, comparable. I'd say for the quality, the quality and the engineering that they're doing for the products, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather give them the, money over some of the, the bigger companies that I'm anodize everything. I'm water blue. separator trainer. I really like I, Okay, take website. that back because they anodize some stuff in blue. Yeah. I like SPE's website too. Yeah, I think it was very nice. I also laid like out. the video. They have a, because what is it? Snyder Performance Engines? Yeah. Is that correct? SPE. Um, they have a really cool video on a uh, 2020 long block teardown. Ooh. So oh, I think I know what you're talking about. That word, yeah. I no one here is endorsed by them. I just think they're, you know, yeah. They hey, specialize I would, in. I put in their Ford stuff on diesel. my truck. I'd like they it. They specialize in six sevens, and not a lot of companies are doing that because everyone seems to have giant, you know, Duramax and Cummins boners. But yeah, let right. everyone know how you think. If you want to make a Rod's life more hell, say you want to see the podcast more than once a week. Because that's what he needs. He needs more frustration. I don't in his know if life. I can do that. Three's three's chomping at the bit. His wife's yelling at him. Tell me so what you guys think. More. Let me know. Let DS Trucks know. Follow him on his Instagram uh, at DS Trucks, and we can. Hey, that's what you got to add. You got to add our Instagram handles. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Matt's is. I'll have to put Matt's. Mine. Oh, yeah. Duh, Matt Roden. That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I say that only because Sean's is DS Trucks, but like underneath it, it's like Sean. Who's Sean? So, okay. Who are you? Who are you? Huh? Are we huh? living in a simulation? Is this real life? All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. We'll catch you next time uh, here on the PTT Power Stroke Podcast. Thanks so much. See you next time.